0: Welcome back to another week, another episode of I Have Issues. It's your boy, Vasos, bringing you the great comics I read, and not-so-great comics I read, for the week of December 8th, 2021. We've got a, got a good lineup this week, uh, you know, a good amount of DC, a good handful of uh, Marvel, and a good handful of Indies, so we're, we're relatively balanced here, but... Um, yeah, man, it's it was a it was a tough call uh, for pick of the week this week. I will say that. Uh, so, uh, I'm excited to get into these books with you this week. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think you guys are really gonna like what one pick of the week. But you know what? Let's not waste any more time talking about what I liked about these books. Let me actually tell you about these books. If that made any type of sense. Anyway. So, enough of that, let's go ahead and let's get to the issues. things off this week with DC up first we have Batman issue 118 this is the brand new run that uh, Joshua Williamson is writing so uh, basically it's just you know it's in the aftermath of fear state and Joker war and all that good stuff and uh, you know everyone's kind of got them's kind of at rest and uh, everyone's kind of celebrating uh, these two crooks kind of try to break into this building like, oh, well, you know, Batman and all the Bat family are only worried about the big-time crooks they ain't worried about the small-time stuff like us and Batman's just fucking with them staring, at, <laughs> sitting across the street on a building and just staring at them and the guys freak out and turn themselves in which was kind of funny um, but then, uh, you know, Firefly tries to break up this uh, billionaire party who, you know, they're all dressed up like the rogues Batman's rogues uh, so Batman stops that whatnot and uh basically, you know, he's Batman being Batman being paranoid and uh you know, Oracle's just kinda like, dude, you need to celebrate. You need to like take some time off or something. Like you need to just relax for a night. And you know, Batman's like, uh going dark. Something's come across uh we well, finds out that uh somebody restarted Batman Inc. And that uh <clears throat> well uh, they've, uh, been framed, or maybe not framed for a murder, but they've, uh, Well, it looks like they've killed some people. Or someone, in particular. Uh, so... He goes over, uh, I believe it's to China to, uh... Look into the matters of Batman Inc. and whatnot, and, uh, See who it is that's been... F- that restarted Batman Inc. since he no longer has the means to do it. So... Uh, So yeah, he's going to check it out, see what the hell's going on. And he's a little none too pleased as to who it is he finds out is actually the new benefactor of batman E. So uh, great great start to uh, Joshua Williamson's run. So that is Batman issue 118. Up next we have Batman 89 issue number 4. So I don't really know how I feel about this whole new Robin in the uh, 89 universe um, but it was alright I mean basically you're finding out that uh, the new Robin basically kind of finds out who Bruce is he figures out that you know Bruce is Batman and that uh, so he basically goes to Wayne Manor and kind of talks him into you know basically kind of like, hey this is you know I know you're Batman, essentially. And basically, Batman ends up taking him in after, you know, a few convincing arguments. Uh, but then you also see what's going on with Two-Face, which I like. I like how uh, this whole Billy D. Williams uh, Two-Face looks. I-, I dig the way he acts. Uh, completely dig it. So, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's it's not quite what I expected, but it was fun, so... I enjoyed it. That is Batman uh, 89, issue number 4. Up next, we have Dark Knights of Steel, issue number 2. This was my runner-up for pick of the week. So, you know, we pick up in the aftermath of jor being killed uh, with a kryptonite arrow that is shot by uh, Green Arrow. Uh, and, of course, Batman races off and, uh, finds a green arrow there and basically cuts his arm off <laughs> and so now he's kind of captured and imprisoned uh, meanwhile you also see what's going on with uh, King Jefferson uh, Black Lightning who his children are now are learning manifesting their powers and whatnot um, so Superman or Clark is basically kind of uh, or I guess Cal would be they're calling him Cal they don't I don't think he's has the name Clark, but anyway, Cal, he's, uh, he's kind of torn because he's pissed, uh, but now he's king of his, of his castle, of the castle of El, and basically he's trying to decide if he wants to kill the Green Arrow or if he wants to, you know, I don't know, go to war, not to go to war, you know, you've got all these people saying we should go to war. Uh, while others are opposing it and whatnot within the kingdom. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Lois Lane of this uh, of this world goes and tells uh, uh, Supergirl. Uh, well, I guess in this case, uh, Zara and uh, and uh, uh, Cal are brother and sister, I guess in this universe. But anyway, they go tell her that, hey, who she's training with Wonder Woman, uh, that, hey, you know, Jor-El's dead and she basically loses her shit. <laughs> and kind of is going to go, you know, make an example out of uh, out of uh, Black Lightning's uh, kingdom and whatnot. So she's pissed. and They also kind of find out she and Wonder Woman are an item, which is interesting. Um, also just kind of interested as to... Why there's really no backlash with that, you know? You know, people were up in arms about Superman, Or Jonathan Kent being by or whatnot, but you know, it is what it is, you know. Just cause, I guess because this isn't in continuity, so it's okay. But whatever. Uh, either way, it was still a great story. I enjoyed it. I like the the way it ends. Uh, man, it looks like uh, we're gonna be in a good old-fashioned war <laughs> before too long. So and maybe be a, a, a house divided, so to speak. But um, overall, it was a lot of fun. That is Dark Knights of Steel, issue number two. Up next, we've got Green Lantern, issue number nine. Okay, I don't really know what the hell's going on. <laughs> so you've got Jon Stewart kind of doing his thing, and, you know, he's apparently ascending to godhood and he can now, like, fight the new gods and all this other stuff. Uh, You've got Orion. It looks like he's about to step in and and help uh, the Green Lanterns. And then you've got uh, Sojo. She's basically, I don't know, she goes into the prisoners, kind of finds out what's going on. More of the story is basically, you know, some of the guardians are kind of assholes as usual. There's always a an evil guardian of the universe. There's always a, you know, one that's lost their way or something like that, and or oversteps their bounds. So that's basically kind of where this sets, where this all ends up with both uh, John and Joe's uh, story. But I don't know. I'm getting a little. I'm getting confused as to what exactly is going on, especially with Jon Stewart. But I'm kind of like, hmm, okay, seen this before. <laughs> but I don't know. I'll give it maybe another couple issues, maybe finish the arc. That is Green Lantern Issue 9. <clears throat> Up next, we have The Joker Presents a Puzzle Box Issue 5. Oh, man. Speaking of, yeah, we've we've seen this before. It's basically another keep... Another repeat story (laughs) of everybody kind of, you know, talking about the night that the Riddler died. And they're interviewing all these people. Everybody, all the rogues have their own different story. Everything's told just a little bit differently from different people's perspectives. And it's, I don't know, it's really hard to figure out exactly what the point of the, the story is. How much of it's true, if any of it's true. But, I don't know, I, this is supposed to be a mini, but if it's not, then I don't know if I can keep reading it. I'll give it maybe at least one more issue if that's not, if it's more than that, I don't know, I, I may, I may push it off, so. Anyway, that's the Joker Presents a Puzzle Box, issue number five. Up next we have Justice League Infinity, issue six. This is another one I'm just like, Okay. How much are you going to try to flush this out and stress and stretch this out? Uh, you know, you've got... Amazo versus... Amazo, <laughs> essentially. Uh, the little mirror dimension is kind of fractured by a... You think it's by our Amazo, but it's actually from another Amazo. Uh, and... You know, the Justice League are trying to fight him, and it's not really... Doing all that well, but I don't know. It's I don't know. I, I'm 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 getting bored of this story as well. So didn't really do it for me. I, I really hope it's not more than maybe another issue or two. You know, if it's gonna be stretched out to a an actual series or ongoing, then I think I'm I'm out. <laughs> but, uh, that's Justice League Infinity issue six. Artwork's fine though. I will say that the artwork is fine for Justice League Infinity, Issue 6. Up next we have Suicide Squad, Issue 10. Uh, so this was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, they're still on their, the Suicide Squad's still on their uh, space heist. Uh, we kind of find out exactly who, or what exactly their point was going to Oa, and basically what who they're after. Who, them being the Suicide Squad. Um, and uh, it's a Green Lantern villain. It's one that we have not seen for, I believe, quite a while. Maybe since the end of uh, the first or second arc of the New 52. But yeah, it was uh, interesting. It was fun. I liked it. I like uh, the dynamic between Klebera and uh, and uh, Talon. And, you know, Superboy and uh, Noctara kind of have their own thing going on. So, uh, you've got a lot of interesting plot points and it looks like we're going to have this big uh, Suicide Squad war because it looks like Waller now has her 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 elite fighting squads her Elite Suicide Squad now formed because she got what she needed, so. Yeah, it was was fun. That is Suicide Squad issue 10. And finally, this week, we've got Superman, Son of Kal-El Annual 2021. Uh, This is basically John Kent basically going up to Lex Luthor and saying, hey, dude, uh, you need to get the F out of the... (laughs) You know, you need to get the F out of here. Um pretty much, you know, Luthor's gets out of prison, you know, you kind of have flashbacks of him and Clark, uh, you know, I guess kind of having back and forths and whatnot, they're kind of, them challenging each other idealistically, um, while they're playing chess and all this other stuff, but, uh, John, you know, basically Luthor gets out, he ends up buying, uh, the biggest tower there, or, you know, ends up rebuilding Lex, Corp right there in, uh, metropolis and basically ends up putting it right in front or the tower puts his sign right in front of uh, the daily planet and uh yeah so you know john's kind of pissed so john goes over there basically is like hey man look i'll play you uh in chess and loser has to uh you know if you lose you got to take the signs down your name's got to be taken off the building uh and i forget what he bet if if uh, if Luther beat him, but basically John ends up beating him in like five or six moves, and you know, uh, Lex is like, what, what? What? How? How the hell did you do that? He says, well, it's easy. Uh, I basically just studied everything that you, every chess pl- uh, game you've ever played. He says, I went back as far as your uh, your middle school and high school days, and you know how you were this state champion. In chess and yeah, yada because I basically just studied your moves and yeah it was pretty easy you, you kind of you fall into the same pattern <laughs> and so it was easy to beat you I just used your own hubris against you so uh, overall it was it was pretty cool you know it was nice to see John kind of outsmart uh, Luthor and is really pissed I like how he ends the, the issue of saying he you know of course takes off uh you know, takes down the signs or whatnot, or the letters of Lex Luthor on, on top of the building. And John brings in the L and says, hey, Lex, you should really uh, take this L for right quick. So, it was, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I liked, uh, like I said, I just like, I like John getting the, the better of Lex. Uh, but it also looks like it's going to tie into the, where they are with the whole Henry, uh, Henry Beatrix from the, uh, from what's actually going on right now uh in the main story but yeah that was a superman son of kal-el 2021 annual all right also out this week from dc we have the swamp thing issue number 10 what was supposed to be the finale of the series has now been extended to 16 issues so swamp thing is going to keep going then we have arkham city the order of the world issue three crush and lobo issue seven one Star Squadron issue one, World of Krypton issue number one, Soul Plumber issue number three, and Mad Magazine issue 23. And that was DC this week. Okay, let's move on to the Indies. Alright, and moving on over to the indies up first, we've got Crossover Issue 10 by Donnie Cates. So this is basically, uh, they're just running down all the different comic book artists and writers, or basically the comic writers that have been, uh, being killed in this series thus far. Uh, they're interviewing Brian Michael (laughs) Bendis. Uh, basically you find out somebody's writing the story about this, uh, Basically, it's all fourth wall breaking, essentially. Uh, and this is this is very spoilerish, but why the hell not? I mean, this book just breaks the fourth wall and doesn't give a damn. <laughs> um, you know, like I said, Mike, Brian Michael Bendis is basically getting interviewed by his uh, or getting interrogated by his own creations. Uh, and basically, you know the uh, oh, I forget what the the head guy in charge, the head uh, investigator. Anyway, he says, the hell with it. You know what? I'm gonna go talk to this guy that we've got in lockup and uh, uh, basically you find out it's Donny Cates. So, (laughs) you know, and I I like the line at the end. It says, uh, you know, only this, you know, only some kind of uh, or surely he can't be that much of of a snarmy bastard to put himself and write himself into his own story. (laughs) <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought it was—I thought it was all right. I'm just kind of at the point now where I'm like, is there even a finale to this? Is this just gonna be a, just an ongoing? I thought it was like a mini series or like a maxi series. Like I, I, I'd like to see the ending of the story, but uh, you know, it is what it is. I'll give it a few more issues unless it gets interesting, but it was okay you know like I said if you enjoy the kind of whole fourth wall breaking type thing then you'll enjoy this that is crossroad or I'm sorry crossover issue 10 then making a quick detour over to boom we've got Mighty Morphin issue number 14 so uh this is told in three different fronts you've got uh you've got Jason uh Kimberly you've got Adam and Rocky they're basically all uh hiding out and they're basically you know kind of form- try to formulate a plan um they go to like Goldar and basically uh, Rita and Zed's goons basically like hey you guys fight with us uh because pretty much if you guys try to go this alone you're screwed you know and we're screwed we're down people we, we need each other in this instance So, uh, you got that going on. Then you've got basically, uh, then you've got Aisha, you've got, uh, 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 Tommy, you've got Zach, and then you've got Matt. Now they're all, they're looking for Grace, uh, in the wreckage and whatnot, hiding out meanwhile from, uh, uh, Zeltar. And then, then you've got Billy and uh, Trini and Alpha. They're basically trying to find Zordon's consciousness and bring him back out. Uh bring him back. And so Billy goes in with the blue emissary, uh, into Zordon's mind to basically bring him back out. Um and yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I liked I liked everything in this. Uh, like I said, this is setting up for a an epic conclusion to this Eltrarian war. Um Yeah, it looks like it's going to be an epic fight because, you know, they're going to bring in the big gun in Zordon and, you know, bring him back and hopefully leads him to victory. So that was Mighty Morphin, issue 14. Up next, going back to Image, we've got the Silver Coin, issue number 7. That's right, Silver Coin is back. Um, So this, this story is written by Rom V., Basically, it's about this new uh, casino that opens up in uh, in Vegas, and uh, this guy is basically kind of narrating the story, talking about how, you know, uh, in, like, ancient times, you know, there were sacrifices to gods, and most people didn't really see them as sacrifices. They saw them as, like, a rite of patches and whatnot. Um, and... You know this guy gets on a winning streak you know he puts in a couple bucks into a slot machine and he gets a jackpot and well part of that jackpot that comes out is the silver coin so you know he's playing with it and he, now he's up like 200 grand um and his buddy's like dude what the hell man you know like we should get it we should get out of here and it's like why you know the guy's like why i'm i'm on a hot streak you know why why would i leave he's like dude i gave you half the money you know, his buddy's like, dude, we, let's go, like, like, you need to go, like, we need to get out of here, because eventually you lose, um, and, uh, Lou is the, is our, is our main guy's name, Lou's basically, like, dude, why am I, why would I leave, you know, and, you know, him and his buddy get into it, so he basically ends up throwing, you know, he's like, look, dude, this is, this is your share of what you lent me, and this is some interest, so thank you, but fuck off, <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, then he gets escorted up to uh, to the high the high stakes tables upstairs in a private area. So Lou goes up there, does his thing, you know, starts winning. He's you know winning big. Uh, he gets comped the room, and uh, well, you know, he uh, whoo, he gets uh, a nice little uh, <clears throat> he partakes in some uh, sins of the flesh, if you will. With about four different women, Uh, (laughs) I'll leave you to figure out what that happens. And uh, so, yeah, basically, he's uh, cheating on his wife. You come to find out. He calls her and says, "Look, I'm up big, you know, this, this, and this." And she's like, "Okay, we'll just come home, you know. uh, I get off, you know, early in the in a few hours." And so he's like, "Okay," and then he gets called up to the uh, to the head of the casino, the whole the narrator. Gets called up to to meet with him because he's the owner of the the casino. And, uh, well, I just will say, you know, it's the silver coin. And these stories generally do not have a very happy ending for those involved and those that possess the silver coin. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely a great story. I enjoyed it. Uh, Good stuff. That is the silver coin issue number seven. And finally, we have what's the furthest place from here, issue number two. So this we have basically our group of guys or guys and gals. They're going to look for their missing friend, Sid, who vanished at the end of the last issue, or they believe she was taken by another family, um, another group of, of teenagers, kids, whatever they are. So they go looking for her. You know, they go into another, uh, to the rival's house. Well, the house is empty. So they're just kind of like, okay, well, and then they end up picking another, (laughs) picking up one of their own that they left behind. His name was Merle. And, uh, so they basically go, you know, start looking and, you know, Merle's like, hey, I got a place that we can maybe look for, you know, another house because their house got burnt, uh, got burnt down. They're not sure by whom. So, they're without a home, and so they're basically trying to find a new home. Merle's basically leading them around. And, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. I, I do enjoy it. Uh, they are kind of uh, on the run now because they've kind of done some shady stuff or broken some of the rules uh, on the land there, so... They're uh there's some wanted people, and so they're trying to stay stay on uh stay low and uh We'll see where things go from here. That is what's the furthest place from here, issue number two. Alright. Also out this week from Boom Studios, we have Basilic issue number five. Uh let's see, we have Magic the Gathering issue number nine. And then we have Buffy, The Last Vampire Slayer, issue number one. And then a new number one, a new number one as well, uh, called Buckhead, Buckhead number one. And that was all from Boom. Now, also out from Image this week, we have The Scumbag, issue number 11. The Good Asian, issue seven. Two Moons, issue seven. Made in Korea, issue number six. We've got the Frontiersman, issue number three. Ink Blot, issue number fourteen. Post Americana, issue seven. A new number one, uh, Lady Mechanic, the, minis- the Monster of the Ministry of Hell, issue number one. That is a mouthful of a title. Try saying that five times fast. Uh, then we have Nita Hot's Nightmare Blog, issue two. Uh, a Thing Called The Truth, issue number two. And finally, we've got Phenom X, issue number two. And that was that for the indies this week. All right, let's wrap this up by just moving over to Marvel. Finishing things up this week with Marvel. Up first, we have Amazing Spider-Man issue 80 point beyond Bay. I don't know exactly how you pronounce this little interlude, but uh, yeah, this is a beyond tie-in. Basically, this is this follows Aunt May and Doc Ock. Uh, basically, they're after... Basically, they're after a cure or something to basically help uh, Peter come out of his coma. Um, so, I I would say this isn't necessary. This isn't a necessary read. Uh, but it also, but it does clarify and give some backstory, I guess, as to how Peter's gonna come out on the other side of this, of it come out of his coma and whatnot. Um, but basically, you know, it's just you know May doing whatever she can to get uh to ensure that peter comes out of this coma and basically doc is just kind of you know doc Ock is doing kind of you know his usual bit <laughs> and she's basically kind of like look you know i'm not gonna do this stuff if you're not you know if you're gonna try to go about your own ways and i don't want anything to do with this so i'm done i'll find another way basically guilt trips auto into basically kind of Doing the right thing uh, for Peter. But, uh, eh, I, it wasn't my favorite thing I read this week, so, but it wasn't my least favorite, but it was just kind of meh. You know, you can skip this if need be. That is Amazing Spider Man 80. Bay, or Beyond, however you want to say it. Up next, we've got a brand new number one. We've got Captain America Iron Man number one with a beautiful Alex Ross cover. Um, So this is basically... uh, Basically, uh, Tony creating his own enemies, so to speak. Uh, Tony being Tony, Tony being a womanizer, sleeping with this woman, and she basically ends up rising up the ranks and trying to control Hydra... Uh, there's a nice team up between uh, Steve and and Tony uh, as they're working together on this there's a funny bit where you know uh, (laughs) uh, Tony's basically like so look you know I met this woman and you know I was helping her out and this this and this he's kind of going on the story and Steve just goes Tony did you sleep with her and uh, Tony's like yeah, but that's not the point. That's kind of not the point. I, I'm not the reason she kind of went off the deep end. She was already kind of bad, and I just didn't know it. Um, basically, she was working for Hydra, looking to run Hydra and all this other stuff. So, it, it was okay, you know. Like I said, it was a it was a nice team up. Uh, I don't know if this. I assume this is going to be an ongoing series, but um, it was okay, you know. Like I said, I definitely enjoyed the uh, the dialogue back and forth between Tony and uh, and Cap. Between Iron Man and Cap, it was it was cool, you know. Uh, I like I, I like when they team up and work together. So, oh, uh, was it was fine. That is Captain America Iron Man issue number one. Up next, we have the death of Doctor Strange, a Blade one shot. I did not like this at all. <laughs> I just thought it was very boring. Basically, it's Blade finding out that you know Strange is dead. Uh, Dracula basically telling him Strange is dead. And basically, Blade is playing uh, babysitter to all these vampires and whatnot. And uh, The only thing this really has tied to Doctor Strange is that now that the vampires want to do whatever the hell they want to do, now that Strange is dead, and Blade's there to keep them in line. And Dracula, for some reason, ends up helping him maintain that order for some reason. Uh... Yeah, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I was like, "Well, that's really kind of stupid." But okay, I guess whatever. You know, you want to make a tie-in, the Blade tie-in, I guess. Why the hell not? But yeah, it was alright. Well, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, I wouldn't say it's alright. I would say it was blah. It was definitely the that was probably the worst thing I read this week. <laughs> um, because it just didn't interest me. It was boring. And like I said, it just. It, didn't make sense it was boring and it's not like you know something earlier this week like green lanterns where it did things didn't make sense but there was a lot going on and it was interesting uh this was just a lot going on and nothing was interesting and it was boring you know and i didn't know what the hell was happening but whatever anyway that's the uh death of dr strange blade ish or one shot And finally, from Marvel, we have Inferno issue number three. Now, this was a great read. So, basically, uh, Emma spills the beans to Mystique and Destiny about Moira McTaggart and kind of her whole point, or her basically her whole role in Krakoa, and basically her mutant. Like, pretty much, Destiny and Mystique had no idea that Moira was a mutant. Now. She basically kind of turned, you know, Xavier and Magneto on Xavier and Magneto. But Emma's not really trying to help either side. She's like, do with this information what you will. I'm sitting this out. I'll let you guys decide what you're going to do. But just know the fate of mutants kind of hangs in the balance. Uh, meanwhile, you know, Magneto, it looks like he's kind of having, you know, it's like he's having second thoughts about what's going on about their whole approach to this whole thing. And, uh, basically, you know, Xavier's like, no, we gotta push forward, we gotta push forward, you know. And, you know, then you find out the person that brought Nimrod online, uh, is actually from the future, or at least their consciousness is from the future. Um, that the mutants do somehow find a way to beat Nimrod eventually. Um... And basically, you know, uh, Xavier and, and Magneto end up going to uh, save Moira, who's been captured. Um, but, uh, well, they... Uh, looks like they're kind of walking into a trap, and they may not like what they find. So that was Inferno, issue number three. Also out this week for Marvel, we have Star Wars, issue 19... Hellions issue number eighteen. Now this supposedly is the real ending of the series. I you know I've said that probably a few times, but I believe this is the actual ending of the series. Uh, X-Men Legends issue number nine. Amazing Fantasy issue number five. Fantastic Four Life Story issue five. Star Wars Crimson Rain issue number one. Now I was gonna pick this up, and I just decided, you know what? I don't really care about this Crimson Dawn, Crimson Rain whole thing. So, yeah, nope, not picking it up. (laughs) Uh, Then we have Giant Size Black Cat, Infinity Score, issue number one. Uh, Marvel Voices, uh, Comunidades, issue number one. This looks like it's a uh, Latino uh, Marvel Voices. Uh, And then we've got Demon Days, X-Men, The Creator's Cut, issue number one. And finally, there's one more book. You guessed it, it's Pick of the Week. It's Devil's Reign, issue number one, Chip Zdarsky, coming to you next. And pick of the week this week it is Devil's Reign issue number one by Chip Zdarsky. This is pick of the week for December 8th, 2021. We begin in the Mediterranean Sea. Two weeks ago, a woman walking aboard a yacht says, "Mr. Strowman, Miss Strowman." I apologize for the interruption, but the Political Futures Group is calling it in at 6. Mr. Stroman says, Very good, Sylvia. We'll be in shortly. I suppose we'll be talking about the new upcoming New York election, brother. As Mr. Stroman says, Among other things, What do you think, Una? We put Mr. Fisk in the mayor's seat to make life interesting, and he certainly has done that. He murdered a friend of ours scuttled our hell's kitchen plans but Miss stroman cuts him off she says quinn please tyrone is hardly a friend but it's fun isn't it his unpredictability like a bull in a china shop that we keep setting him keep setting back up for him. mr stroman says because we own all the china in the world so shall we crown him again keep the game moving or is there one more interesting game to play? Now in New York City, one week late, one week ago, we see Daredevil swinging in from the city r- rooftops onto the street below. Daredevil thinks to himself, "How did it begin? My hatred of this man. There are so many things to hate, really. His piness, his outdated sense of morality." But the thing I always come back to is his hypocrisy. He looks down on our baser natures as he grins in a fistfight. He puts on airs of a saint tasked with succumbing to violence. But he's truly the devil. As Daredevil lands on the street, he stares across at Wilson Fisk, the kingpin, mayor of New York. Daredevil says, Fisk. cordoning off uh, a street in Hell's Kitchen. You clearly wanted my attention. You shouldn't have, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be here. Shouldn't you be at home with your new bride? Angrily, Fist takes a file throwing it at the feet of Daredevil. Not even glancing at it, Daredevil says, I don't have time for whatever this is. And I didn't bring my reading glasses. As Fist says, then I'll tell you what what that is daredevil it's nothing but it should be something it's a folder for my private safe which i dimly remember putting together remember maintaining labeled daredevil's identity and the pages inside are either blank or meaningless like a sick joke someone switched them out from my most secure and secret place except they didn't did they did they I can feel it. You! You did something to my mind. Who are you? Daredevil grins as he sticks out his billy club and flies and slip lines away. Sorry, Wilson, but it's called a secret identity. Matt continues on to himself. You are the devil and I'll tear you down to destroy you because nobody knows you like I do. Nobody else knows your true Achilles heel. Your guilt. We then go to now. As there is a press conference being held by Mayor Fisk. New York City is known for its resilience. We have suffered wave after wave of attacks. Of destruction. brought down on our great city. At the heart of almost every one of those. Are superheroes. The reign of dark aliens, I have learned that Spider-Man originally infected our planet with one of them. The hordes of trolls and ice-strewn beasts that destroyed our homes, that is because we welcome Thor, the God of Thunder, into our world. There's a saying, follow the money, with these tragedies, it's instead, follow the destruction, and you'll find it leads back to these heroes. We allow these unnatural monsters in capes and bright colors to reign free in a city of good people. People trying to live their lives. And when we dare hold them accountable for their crimes, like the murderer Daredevil, they get preferential treatment, a slap on the wrist, and then they're free to go. To do what they've always done. Whatever they want. Terrorizing. Violence. Destruction. Well, no longer. We here in New York City feel that isn't enough. Over the last few weeks, I've been working with lawmakers to draft the Powers Act. Recently, our friends at the federal level wisely outlawed the unsanctioned superhero activity for those under 21 years of age. To those of out there, to those of you out there with such abilities, I say to you: effective immediately, anyone who who exhibits a use of powers deemed superhuman or commits acts of destructive vigilantism will be charged as a threat. You are not better than us. Not better than the working people of this city. Not better than the fine men and women who fight our fires, who police our streets, who mend our sick. You wish to help society? Be a part of it. Not above it. As Matt Murdock and Elektra look from a rooftop across the street, they scowl. The press in a frenzy asks, "Mayor Fiss, Mayor Fiss. will there be exceptions to this law?" As Wesley begins to take questions, the mayor will be asking, will quest- be taking questions later. For now, I'll walk you through what's been relayed to the NYPD. As Typhoon Mary says, Wilson. Are you sure this is a good idea? I don't mind a good fight, but they're going to come for you. My dear Mary, let them, as Fisk groans. Now, all across the television, we have different reporters reporting on the Powers Act. Run reporter, the news out here of City Hall, a superhero band. Will the rest of the country follow suit? No, no comment so far from the office of the president, but we're expecting down this... As Tony Stark continues, We've been down this road before. Superheroes serve a purpose. We have not only saved New Yorkers, but the world many times over. This is a desperate move from a gangster mayor in an election year. We then see General Thunderbolt Ross. Called Thunderbolt's unit. Specialized officers for handling superhuman threats. Commissioner Kyle says there are there are avenues for the powered individuals, including opportunities in one of these units. We then cut to Storm. Storm's responses: Kirkoa has no interest in human laws. All mutants have diplomatic immunity as part of our international agreement. So it would be wise, would be in the mayor's best interest to leave us be. We then see Moon Knight battling in the streets those coming to arrest him. the first wave of arrest our powered individuals ignored the new laws the question everyone's asking now is will this lead to a peaceful understanding or a power-fueled escalation Moon Knight standing in a wake of destruction of bodies of the guards he's beaten up a voice calls out to him Moon Knight, a.k.a. Mark Spector, a.k.a. probably a bunch of asshole names. You're under arrest. As we see the Thunderbolts trying to take in Moon Knight. U.S. Agent, the Rhino, Lady Electro. As Moon Knight says, you want me? Come and get me. As we see him fighting back the Thunderbolts. Meanwhile, across town, there's a fire. We hear Miles Morales tell a young girl, it's going to be all right. Just just hold on. As the firefighters say, here he comes. Miles, bringing the girl down, and free to safety, says, I think, <coughs> I think that's the last of them up there. As the firefighter says, son, you're a godsend. I'd say you should check in with one of those medics over there for your smoke uh, inhalation. But you better go now. As Miles, catching his breath, says, (coughs) Jeez, way to make a guy feel wanted. As one of the guards says, Don't even think about it. As he tases Miles. When a voice says, Officer, step away from that young man now. As we see Captain America bringing out a young girl getting in the guard's face. The guard says, you're under arrest too, Captain, in accordance with the Powers Act. Cap says, I know you're just doing your job, but he saved lives. The guard says, he's a criminal. You're all criminals. Cap says, if a law needs to be broken in order to save lives, I'll do it every time. You may as well arrest us for breaking and entering. This is a burning building instead of using powers. As they go to pull the mask off Miles. Miles says, Don't! My family! You... You can't! This is all Captain America needs to see. He flings his shield at the guards. And begins to punch the one in front of him. Cap says, Spider-Man? You up for this? Miles struggling says, Cuffs! Blocking my powers. As Daredevil comes in and says, Well, it's a good thing we're here. To even the odds. As the guards yell for backup. Cap says we've got company. And Matt Murdock Daredevil says. I hear more coming at the street level too. As Elektra says. We need to retreat. As they pull in. They pull off the sewer. They say done and done. As now Ben Reilly Spider-Man. Is helping Miles into the sewer. Along with the Daredevils. Matt Murdoch says, "100 meters straight ahead, first left. There's a door on the right to a utility room. We can lay low there, unless I pick up any activity." Ben Riley says, "On it, man. It's crazy out there. I knew Fisk as a mayor was going to be bad, but this—this this is, this is wild. What, what set him off?" Matt says, "I, I did." This is my fault. Electra looking at Matt says, It's not. Don't be a fool. Miles says, How? What happened? Matt Murdock says, My identity, like yours, is a secret. But it wasn't always that way. The world knew who I was, and and even though I didn't ask them to, Zebediah Kilgrave's children made the world forget. Ben Riley says, what, what, Zebediah, what? The purple man? You mean his kids can control people's minds too? As Daredevil says, they can And Fisk knows something is wrong with his mind. And that it's my fault. I, I taunted him when he confronted me. I could just tell, I could just tell him who I am and maybe this will stop. Cap says, it won't. We knew with Fisk and power, something like this could happen. It's not your fault, Daredevil. And you sacrificing yourself on his altar won't change a thing. He hasn't pushed this law through. For the good of the city. It's his vendetta. He's risking the lives of the people we've sworn to protect. I wouldn't dare speak for the rest of you. But I won't let a tyrant stop me from saving lives. Don't give in to him, Daredevil. Not now, not ever. Because if you do... He'll take it all. Now at the Baxter Building. Sue Storm says, Who the hell do you think you are? As a woman says, I told you, Mrs. Richards, we're with Homeland Security, aided by the NYPD. We have reason to believe that the Baxter Building is harboring weapons of mass destruction. And we've secured permission to investigate and secure anything we find. As Reed Richards says, Apologies, Agent Vance. But I have an arrangement with the government to work unobstructed in, in exchange for our services to the country. As all of a sudden, power dampeners slapped on Reed and Sue's necks. The arms, Dr. Octopus. Octavius' is power dampeners, a necessity for those such as yourselves who are prone to lashing out. Octavius. So you've thrown in with this. Never took you for a subordinate, Otto. Scowling, looking up at Dr. Octopus's Reed Richards. Laughing, Otto says, (laughs) To my own ends, Richard. I recently received some very interesting information on what you have cooking in that lab of yours. The government was happy to look the other way for your agreement, but now I've shown them what you have. Well, they have no choice. So you're all coming with me. Sue, not willing to give give up without a fight, says, Like hell we are. As she hits the intercom, she yells Ben! Johnny! Code X7! Code X7! Hurry! The Human Torch says, What the? X7? For real? As Ben says, oh nuts! That's bad! As guards come crashing in through the room, Franklin, standing up, says, Uncle Ben, what are you? As Ben says, Call in a cab, kid. Stay close. They begin to open fire on the children. Ben, taking the brunt of it, turns to him and says, You're shooting at kids. As he picks up the couch, throwing it at the guards, slamming it in the walls. He says, to one of the guards. You're lucky I got responsibilities. And i don't stick around to clobber you some more. He then runs, grabbing Valeria and Franklin. Runs towards the, the windows. And jumps out. They scream. As Johnny follows them. Ben says, Don't worry you guys. Our ride's here. Johnny says, What now? Ben says, Well, if... If this is a for real, Code X7, we got to go get Alicia and the Rugrats. Because things are going to get rough. We then see Jessica Jones and Luke Cage walking the streets with their daughter, Danny. Luke, checking out the video on his phone, says, yeah, this looks like Moon Knight. As Jessica asks, so any more arrests? Luke says, shit's getting real. Should we even be out, Jess? Jessica says, no offense to the other guys, but this is why we don't wear costumes, right? We can talk about laying low out on the city for a while. If you, wait, what's the, all of a sudden we see a bus run away. As Luke Cage springs into action without even thinking. He grabs the bus, keeping it from falling off the side of the bridge. As he yells, okay, just give me a second. We then see Jessica running in to help. Pulling out the the surviving person from the car crash. She says, I'll get you out of there. Don't you worry. As suddenly, you hear a voice that says, thanks for the assist. But the Thunderbolts got it under control. Now do me another favor and put these on we see the shocker who has Darkhawk already in cuffs he tossed the power dampeners to Luke Cage Luke looks at him turns back looks at Jessica crushes them in his hand says go fuck yourself shocker all right the hard way then as the shocker begins to power up Jessica says what the hell are you doing People are getting hurts. Go call the cops then, says the Shocker as he begins to fire his blast at Luke Cage. Shocker then laughs says, huh, oh wait, you can't call them because I am the, ah! As Luke grabs his shock, his uh, shocking gauntlets, breaking them. Guards also rush in, say this doesn't have to be difficult. When suddenly, She slams the guard into the the bus. She says, sure. As you see, video is all over the internet of Luke Cage crushing Shocker's gauntlets. Luke says, you've got a badge now, Shocker? Congrats. You just graduated from trash to official trash. Looking around, seeing all the people, recording what's going on. Luke then turns to address them. This isn't right. Wilson Fist is a gangster and a fool. A big man who's small, who needs to show his power over me and my friends and you. This isn't isn't just about superheroes. It's about a man with his grip on all of us. He makes it sound like if he loosens it, you'll just get into trouble. The crown of trouble that shows him that it's actually you who has the power. Look, I'm not Captain America. I'm not Mr. Fantastic. I'm just a New Yorker like you. And if someone's in trouble, I do what New Yorkers do. I help. If Mayor Fisk wants to stop me, he can come and try. We then see, across town, Wilson Fisk visiting his son. Butch, his assistant says, your five o'clock is here. Butch says, thanks, Tanya. We won't be long. Wilson says, You're the kingpin now, Butch. An assistant shouldn't call you by your first name. There needs to be a distance so that you can... What do you want, Wilson? Butch interrupts. Fist says, I just... I suppose I want to talk. I've set things in motion and I want you to know that I'm doing it for the city and I'm doing it for you. Being the kingpin is hard. Eliminating superheroes will make it e- life easier for you so you can hold on to what you've earned for th- for you and for those you love. Butch says, "Put that down." As Wilson Fisk puts down the picture of Vanessa. Of course, I'm not here to cause distress. I just You're a fool. Butch continues, superheroes, really? What am I, pointing space lasers at the planet, trying to control the population? You're as garnished and outdated as they are. I'm not you, Wilson. I'm not here trying to be goaded into training punches with spider man You're a joke. You can't help but poke the bears. And they'll eat you. They will. And I'll still run this town. Now get the fuck out. I've got real meanings to take. Fist lowers his head and says, This will help you. I don't need you to see that right now. The coming months will do that. Be well, son. As we see a man walk out from the other room, says, Holy shit! I can't believe your dad didn't murder you, man! Butch says, He used everything he had to bring back his other son, Richard. I figured he'd at least leave me alive, Mike. So we see Mike Murdoch emerging from the room. He grabs a bottle of wine, pouring it. He says, look, I'm still not as cool with what you did to your predecessor. We had a rule, Butchie, no killing. But you really did it, man. Worked your way up from being one of Al's flunkies to the kingpin of crime. Butch says, couldn't have done it without you, Matt Murdoch putting his feet up on the desk he says looking like my ex-DA brother definitely comes in handy sometimes and hey I don't think your absentee father is wrong getting rid of those power guys make our lives easier Butch says yeah we just need to make sure Fist wins this election because if he doesn't have that he may come for his old job as they cheers as he says as Mike says well so far he's like you and me pal running unopposed back at home at their apartment Jessica and Luke Cage begin to pack Jessica says stupid 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 you had to make it a thing with with a fucking speech I can't believe the cops aren't already here. Luke says, I'm I'm not sorry, Jess. People needed to hear it. As they lock up, walking down the stairs. Jessica says, I know. Let's just get out of town with Danny and figure out what our next steps are. And then she stops mid-sentence as they close their front door. As they see a man standing in front of their, their building. In a hoodie. This man says, we got to stop him. Comes to find out, it's Tony Stark. Luke says, Tony, what the hell are you doing here, man? Jessica says, if you're lying low, maybe you shouldn't have picked the, maybe you should have picked a different car, dude. Tony says, we've got to take down Fisk. Jessica says, sure, but how? I, I don't know about you, but I'm not too keen on overthrowing democracy. Tony says which means we have to do it legitimately the old fashioned way with a ton of money and a candidate I'm going to run for mayor we then look at the Baxter building as Dr. Octavius says Richard's lap it's it's everything I could have ever hoped for Wilson It's Wilson Fisk on the phone says I'm glad Otto I've held up my part of the bargain now I need you to use what, they, what you've gathered there to assist me. The package has arrived. As Dr. Octopus, looking at what looks like the gateway to the negative zone, he says, it truly has. Fist then hangs up the phone as he's staring eye to eye with the purple man. Purple Man, banging on his glass containment tube, says, Let me out, damn it. Damn you all. Let me out. Fisk says, Leave us be, gentlemen. One of his workers says, But sir, he... Fisk says, That will be all. Purple Man says, Fisk, I should have known. Pulling me out of prison? My lawyer's gonna have a field day with Zebediah. Do you know what this is? its power it's a common misconception but my ascension was never about my fist my strength of my body it was about knowing things having people bring me secrets over the past decade i've amassed files on anyone who mattered friends and rivals from those at the top to the young scrappers who dared flex secret identities forbidden trust cover-ups and loved ones and now. I'm using them all, practically giving them away, because I'm in my end game. And the funny thing about your files, Zebedea, is that there's nothing in it to use against you. Your children want you dead. You have no loved ones. You have nothing, the purple man says. Fuck you, Fizz. I don't need anyone. Everyone does what I want. Open this thing up, and I'll show you. You fuck. As the door opens, he says, There we go. Now do me a favor, big boy. Go kill. As Kingpin grabs the purple man by the throat. Knife in hand. He says, Now, now, Zebediah. You don't know. You know your mind control doesn't work on me. My will is too strong. But does it work on others, doesn't it? What a gift. What a squandered gift. Perhaps it's time someone more worthy possessed it for a better world. As he slashes the throat of the purple man. We then see the Strowmans working up another gift, working on their big plan. As we see posters of Wilson Fisk for president. And that was that. That is Devil's Reign, Issue 1, Pick of the Week for December 8th, 2021. of the week man devil's reign issue one chip Zdarsky. man tell you what i really 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 dug that issue i mean granted it kind of seems like very civil war-esque but it's a different different spin on the whole civil war concept but uh man it's, i liked it i really did it was between that and dark knights of steel man dark knights of steel issue two was also badass a lot of you know I, I dig it, you know, I dig the DC Universe and that um, medieval theme that they have with it so, you know, those were my top two right there those were back and forth, neck and neck I, I debated back and forth, had to sleep on it <laughs> to think about what, uh, what uh, I actually was going to go with what I actually thought was the pick of the week so, good stuff there you know, Batman with Joshua Williamson is off to a great start uh, you know, you've got, uh, you've got good stuff with, uh, you know, Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin, or Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers both are kicking off and firing all cylinders, so some good stuff there as well. Uh, Silver Coin also back with some great, awesome goodness there. Um, uh, but yeah, so, you know, some, some good stuff this week. So be sure to go and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to, whether that's Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it is. Be sure and go download and subscribe there. Also be sure to go on to Facebook or Instagram. Like and, uh, like and follow there. Both are at i.have.issue.comics. Be sure to tune in Sunday mornings. Uh, about 11 a.m. for the uh, live stream of the top five books of the week. Uh, and thank you again so much for listening. We'll see you guys back here next week with more I Have Issues.